Assalamu alaikum sisters and welcome to Real Muslima Talk. I'm your host Um Abdurrahman and on this podcast we'll pull back the curtains, take down the barriers and have raw, insightful and honest conversations on living as a Muslima in our modern society. We'll discuss everything from spirituality to mental health, from marriage to growth and much much more. So sit back, relax, grab yourself a coffee and let's have a heart to heart here on Real Muslima Talk. If you enjoy the podcast, head over to our Instagram page at Real Muslima Talk and join the conversation. Welcome yet again, uh, Saliha. I hope you're well. Alhamdulillah. How are you? Alhamdulillah. I'm good. So you mentioned in the previous episode how you basically had your nikah and then mm-hmm. uh, and the walima and then you went back to the UK. Uh, for a couple of months and then you came back so tell us um, did you pack up all your stuff or did you leave some stuff in the UK before you came or how was it like so um, right so I so I got married I think it was the May so it was in May that I got married and then I went back to England I gave it like my notice to my workplaces um wrapped things up in the meantime if any of my in-laws did come to the UK they were like oh we can take some of your things for you that kind of stuff they were really really sweet about it and um whilst i was clearing out this actually doesn't have anything to do with marriage per se but whilst i was cleaning out i realized how much i have that i don't even need yeah and um subhanallah ever since i got married i just do not keep clutter and i think that's because i you know had to pack literally my whole life up into a few boxes and a few suitcases and i realized that you really in life you really actually don't need that much so um yeah, yeah that was an interesting lesson for me to learn that i don't need to hoard so many things and you know as much yeah. as we say we're not hoarders we we are yeah it's just an intrinsic thing cuz you know we have this sentiment mental value to certain things and then we feel like oh um you know if i get rid of it you know i'll forget that memory or whatever so we kind of like keep mm. things and then you're so right because that happened to me as well when i was packing up my things um and i didn't i, I wasn't intending to send any of my things uh over with cargo or anything shipping so i was mm. like going to pack it into different suitcases and uh, basically my because my family were coming as well with me so they were going to have like some of their suitcases under their like luggage do you know what I mean their luggage name yes so for me i had to pack in like couple of suitcases and oh my word that was like a mission just but lucky alhamdulillah like i was able to leave some of my things for example like my books and stuff there were so many you know from all the years of studying and stuff i just couldn't bring all of those with me mm. but yeah it really opened my eyes to how much we actually have that we don't need and even here yeah. in saudi because i know that i'm here for temporary it's like i at the back of my mind i'm like i shouldn't meaning i've always stopped myself from getting unnecessary things because i'm like i'm going to have to leave this i'm going to you know not be able to take this with me so yeah i totally relate <laughs> so yeah. yeah so sorry go ahead yeah no so i received like i had i just had so many materialistic things and i gave a lot of it away i gave you know like just uh, hand me downs because a lot of it was in such good quality um okay so certain things are still at my mom's um like for example the books that i studied or um you know a, a few things of sentimental value um those things i've still kept them there at my mom's because my room is unused at the moment still so my room is pretty much mine whenever i go back so um yeah there are still a few things of mine there um you know a few pairs of clothes and what have you as well just so that when i do go there i don't need to pack so much um from where i live at the moment So um yeah it was it was just quite an experience subhanallah I'd say so it was the May that I that I got married and went back to England and then it was in November yeah it was in November that I came back so it was just a few months had my goodbyes um had a little party and everything and then I moved 
So when I moved, of course, because one of the things that I had stipulated and one of the things that we had agreed upon was that, um, you know, we will be living, we will have separate housing arrangements um, from day one, from the day that I moved, um, we we lived separately. So I think yeah. that really helped. Um, that really helped us kind of get to know each other and um, because we, I didn't need to worry about like all the other people that I'm living with because I wasn't living with anybody else. So I feel yeah. like that really made a difference, alhamdulillah, um, yeah, with the I, beginning stages of my marriage. Yeah, I would have to agree because even with me as well, like I said uh, in the other episode that I'm obviously currently in Medina and we have our own apartment and we don't have like family or anyone here. So it really allowed us, even though we'll come to it, how for me personally, the beginning was really, really rough, like, you know, just uh, the whole process of adapting and all that. But I felt like it would have been 10 times worse had I had people around in the same house as well. Mm. Yeah. So in fact, when I got, uh, when I got here, I, um, I was like, on a high I was like because I'm quite adventurous anyway so for me it was like really just an adventure and I was fine and I'd say I was fine for about three and a half weeks maybe a month and then I think like maybe a month later reality really kicked in and mm, after I after yeah. the holiday blues had uh, set yeah. in after yeah and then like things were getting real now like I was starting to do things in the house I was starting to cook and you know do all that wife stuff and so wait you're telling I, me for the first month you didn't well I'd say yeah because so what happened is after I came a couple of days later we went off on holiday when we came back from our holiday I would do simple simple things like salads and stuff but I'd go and eat at my in-laws Oh, so okay. I just help out and that kind of stuff. So I think I only started cooking about the fifth or sixth week in. And I still remember my mother-in-law had told me to cook a certain dish that I did not know how to make. And I was so embarrassed and I didn't have the guts to tell her that I don't know how to make it. So I Googled it and I just used BBC, the BBC cooking website to make the stuff. Wow, you were um, brave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like reading so many du'as whilst I was cooking. I was feeling so nervous and so just so apprehensive about the whole thing. Um, yeah, but I can that, imagine. I think it, yeah, I think it came Did out you know okay. how to, uh, did you know how to cook from before you got married? Did you learn? Okay, so I knew the basics. Like since we were young, both my brothers and I, we've we've known how to make basic meals and stuff. But when it comes to like Indian curries and things like that, even I mean, until today, there are some names that I still just don't seem to get the hang of. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I can like I can survive. I could survive if that's what you meant. Like I, I knew the basics. OK, so you knew, for example, how to cook up, uh, I don't know, a chicken chicken sandwich like meaning actually yeah cooking yeah the sandwiches yeah, yeah. like uh, yeah to be honest from my mom's I was always really good at like sandwiches and that kind of stuff so I knew how to do all of that um you know I could make like for example like an English fry up I could do that although my brothers are better than me until today uh, I, I I unfortunately have to admit that they are better than me but I can do stuff like that and I'm definitely yeah. better than I was six years ago but like even that it's still a work in progress I I'm not crazy like I don't shy away from the fact that I'm not crazy about the kitchen yeah I do it because of course it's a part of you know your duty when you do get married kind of thing so provided that you know everyone's no one's starving I'll yeah. ensure that there's food in the house but apart from that I'm not absolutely crazy or adventurous when it comes to the kitchen yeah me personally as well um, I'm not really too much of a fan of the kitchen, uh, but with me, I actually didn't know how to cook at all. Oh, um, wow. I didn't know how to even cut an onion. So mm. the thing is that when my mom used to like call us to help her and stuff, it was always like, cause we were studying and it was quite intense, uh, A levels mm. and all that stuff. So mm. we always had that excuse. And then she was kind enough to like let us off you know what I mean mm. um 
but after and and also I always assume that oh you know I'll just learn after I get married uh, and after I got married uh, reality just set in because I did not know anything about the kitchen right and like I told you in the previous episode that the kitchen like my mother-in-law had left you know quite a few utensils and things you know to use like pans and all that and I was just like I ain't gonna use any of this <laughs> what is all this for like I didn't even know oh, and wow. yeah it was so for me it was quite a shock like mm. not that my husband like told me to straight away from the beginning to cook but I knew like obviously now you're left in a in in the kitchen for example and you have all these utensils around you like okay I'm gonna have to you know make something you know using these and just that thought was so daunting and I was Mm. like that was immediately that's the first kind of regret that I had is that I wish that I had learned at least the basics like you said just you know chicken sandwich things to get by you know what I mean Mm, mm. yeah 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 Mm. Yeah, so for yeah, me, so, but uh, what about your husband? Did he know how to like cook up a few things and cuz he had been living alone for a while, right? Yeah, he was at the uni, but the thing is that you know in in their uh society and you know the norm there, it's just not um the norm for a man to even learn the basics, which is so sad and so like uh you know frustrating cuz at least you know we could have paired up together and come up with something like made a meal and stuff okay so if I can just if I can just put you on a pause there and I have a question for you in regards to this so women say this a lot women say like you know my husband knows absolutely nothing about the kitchen etc etc or like they'll say that about uh for example their brother-in-law or their father-in-law or something right yeah but then they have a son Allah blesses them with a son and they do absolutely the same thing. I'm talking about girls our age. Yeah. They do absolutely the same thing with their son. Their son is now maybe seven, eight, nine years old. He still cannot do something really, really basic that a little girl that's nine years old would be able to do. How do you feel about that in terms of parenting and kind of changing the cycle instead of having the cycle that is, you know, g- carrying on? How do you feel about, you know, should Allah bless you with a son? would you would you teach him differently you know i i now like rave on about it to the extent that like my mom every time now she thinks of it she's like you are definitely probably going to do that because i always say that you know what there has to come a point where this cycle has to be cut and Mm. If and we have to be the ones to do it, right? We spoke in the previous episode of when it comes to even the wedding and stuff, there has to come a point where if you aren't, if you're complaining about something, there's a difference between if the woman herself, right, she's happy to do everything and not, uh, you know, let the husband do anything. There's a mm-hmm. difference, right? Now, if she's going to go ahead and spoil her son and like, you know, do everything for her son, that's a different matter. But majority of the women, they actually complain about this and they say that, exactly. oh, you know, look at them, they don't do anything. But then they are the ones that are perpetuating that 100%. by then doing it. You know what I mean? And mm. he, I feel like it's also a matter because obviously as a, you know, as a woman who, if you know how to cook now and, you know, you're skilled in the kitchen, for example, it'll be kind of a sacrifice in a way to allow somebody else to come in and take over. And you might be like, you know, you're losing your control a little bit. So it feels a oh, bit, definitely. you know, yeah. Mm. So you feel like, oh, you know, I'd rather do it myself and everything. But the truth is you have to just let it go a little so that you, for the greater good, so that you're teaching them. And then eventually like they are going to then, you know, treat, be, treat their wives differently to how, for example, if how you were treated. So, yeah, because I've been on the receiving end of that, meaning, you know, my husband not knowing how to cook and all that. For me, it's like, I definitely, inshallah, I'm going to change that for sure in my in my generation. Inshallah. Inshallah. Inshallah, yeah. Because, you know, growing up, I um, my dad used to, like, help my mom out in the kitchen and, like, mashallah, he was like, even though he used to work and stuff, but still, like, he knew a lot. He knew how to make, like, curries and stuff, not just the basics. And seeing that, I assumed that, oh, yeah, you know, we'll work as a team and it'll be like that. And 
But then when it wasn't like that, I was like, oh no, something needs to change here. Like I need to do something different with my children, inshallah. Mm. I, I agree with you because I, I grew up the same. Um, my father knows how to cook very well. Um, even my brothers, they do know the basics. Um, and like, so do I, so did I, meaning at the time. And I just felt like, even though, uh, you know what it is as well? I feel like although we had many online interactions and we did speak uh, and we did, you know, try to get to know each other, I feel like the, the kitchen was never really fully discussed. Um, mm. So like for me, but the thing is, I knew, I knew that like I was expected to like basically look after the home and stuff. So I kind of knew at the back of my mind, but I still was expecting some help. Mm, um, yeah. And when I didn't get that, it was, it, yeah, I would say like it was a bit of a shock. Um, or like sometimes, you know, if I would ask for the help, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be returned. Like it would just be like, oh, you know, do I have to kind of thing. So yeah. I, I, I did feel a bit, and then I'd feel embarrassed to even ask in the future because, you know, I've helped and I've, I, I've asked, but I've been rejected. Now I don't want to ask again. So like yeah. a lot of that happened, but then like slowly, slowly, like I said, because I was living on my own, I think that it just, things really helped because I was able to just get on with things myself. And because there was no other person to share the home with, it didn't matter when I did things, how I did things yeah. because I did it myself. I made my own mistakes. Even if I made mistakes, nobody really had to know about it. I mean, oh gosh, the kitchen disasters yeah, so I've had. Nobody uh, we'll come it. to that we'll come to that in a second yeah because even i've yeah, had yeah. my fair share but um i was gonna say that so uh, it takes off that whole pressure you know what i mean because imagine yeah. like for example living in a in a house with you know uh, let's say your mother-in-law or your sister-in-laws or whatever and they know how to cook and they you know quite skilled in the kitchen that everything you do is gonna technically be judged you know what i mean and you're gonna feel and this you so much pressure yeah. And I did. I had a bit of an inferiority complex because my sister's in-law, um, just all the women amongst my in-laws are so skilled, Allahumma barik, in the kitchen. And I'm not, um, you know, at, yeah. look, I'm not, I'm not a complete disaster. I'm not a complete disaster, but I'm not great either. Like I would you say, would you say it's the British girls? <laughs> I, I don't know. Is it the British girls? I don't know. I, I, I just, I'm just... I don't know what it is. I think it's just the way I was brought up. You know, do you know what? Like all of us did yeah, stuff. I, I actually no, but I do think that uh, the society that we come from plays, you know, a big role in that. Um, because remember, Southern Africa is still like a third world, right? So things are still done, you know, communally and things like it's very in a way, there's a lot of tradition as well still present. You know what I mean? Like the woman doing X, Y, and Z and the man doing his job outside the house you know what I mean yeah but then you say that now whereas in my house yes things are different and like my father does do a lot of housework and he does cook and all of that however I know many families um who live how they live in southern Africa where the woman does is everything it? even though she's working full time she is still expected to do a lot because some people in the UK they really have brought pieces of their village and it's literally like they're living in their village in the UK. And I always say this because I personally feel like even in the UK, there are certain things that do need to change. But it's just that I was never brought up like that. So I just, yeah, it was just different. Yeah, and, and same same with me, like I said. So I guess it makes the two of us. Yeah. Uh, going going to the kitchen disasters now, I, I, I'm i really intrigued to know what, are your, what were your kitchen disasters? Because I had my fair share. <laughs> Okay, so I'm not going to tell you so many, but obviously every girl, whenever she does get married, you want to feel accepted, right? So you're going to yeah. do, you're going to do a few things where, you know, you, you want to mold it's out of your family. Yeah. And it's out of your comfort zone, basically. Yeah, it's, you, you'll come out of your comfort zone because you want to mold in and you want to fit in and you want to be a part of that jigsaw, right? You. Yeah. So, so I, I, I did try, it's not that I didn't, um, I even tried to like in Southern Africa, you know, how, um, the Indo-Pak community, how they're so good with their like baking skills and all of that. So it's not that I didn't try, I did. 
And I still remember the one time, like I went to the shops and I bought like um, some flour and like some butter and a few other things. And I was like, okay, I'm going to try and bake, you know. And I think it was eight coming up or something like that. And do you know what? It was just, the stuff just didn't come out right. I can't remember what it was. I think it was cookies and some other one, two things. And like some of it was too chewy. Some of it was too hard. Some of it was too burnt at the bottom. The kitchen stank. I had to open all the windows and the doors. And you know what? Because I was living on my own. Alhamdulillah. I'm so, so grateful. I just got all the things and I gave it away to like the ravens and the crows. And um, oh. I just, you know, I, I, I hope they didn't suffer, you know. But uh, you know what? I just learned that this is my weakness. And yeah, like maybe one day I'll, I will be like, okay, I want to try again. But right now, that's not my thing. If someone in my in-laws is doing something, I'll definitely go and help them. But for me to do it myself from scratch, that's not going to happen. For me, I'm all about supporting small businesses. And that's exactly what I do. I, uh, you know, I purchase all these goodies all the time. And like, you know what? Initially, I did get comments you know, like initially when I used to buy things, I did get comments. Sometimes they'd be snide. Sometimes they'd just be hinting and stuff like that. But I think with time, it just became my thing. Like, oh, what's Sal going to give this aid, you know? And it was always something different. And I still remember, I, th- I think it was like my third or fourth aid. I can't remember which aid it was, but um, my husband was sitting amongst the men. And one of the uncles said, oh, um, the box that Sal gave, like, oh, it's it was so pretty or something. And I swear to God, that made my whole day because the fact that he said that, like, it really, anything that you do, like, it's really, everything boils down to intentions. And yeah. I, that really, really touched me because it was like, okay, look, I don't have to be a pro or a whiz in the kitchen in order to be accepted. So, yeah, I just, I think that day I just felt so, so accepted. <laughs> so uh, you said that, the the box that you gave was it um from a small business or was it did you make it yeah i ordered so i ordered a few things from like some small businesses and then i rearranged them into boxes and then just gave them out to my in-laws oh was, okay yeah. nice yeah, yeah so maybe yeah. did he know that it was from uh you, you yeah yeah they it. knew by this stage everyone knows that sal doesn't bake like the whole <laughs> like i'd say the whole of like where the community that i live in they all know that like this girl she does yeah. not bake in the kitchen yeah yeah you know you you that you just highlighted something and that is like subhanallah you know initially how we want to be accepted and we try to like you know change our ways in a way to fit in and stuff but then yeah. there comes a point where like you said if if it's something that generally like you've you've tried but you just find it's not your thing you know what I mean mm, then mm. it's okay like even if you're going to be viewed as a different one it's okay because then in the beginning it feels a bit strange but like you said then they start getting used to it and then they even compliment you on on that so yeah 100%. It's, it's really yeah it's really um something I can take away personally uh, as well uh with my you know inshallah in the future when I have to deal with things like that then yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, like, uh, no, of course, it wasn't, it wasn't easy. But then at the same time, like, my in-laws are quite accommodating in that regard. Like, they saw that this person is quite strong-minded. And um, yeah. if she's not going to do it, she's not going to do it. And mm. uh, I, I did, like, again, I, I stood my ground. I was like, look, this, you know, this isn't for me. So I'm, I'm not going to kill myself to do it, basically. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, and I, I, that maybe is the difference between our generation and the generation before us because the generation yes. before us would literally sacrifice themselves and kill themselves kill mm. a part of themselves in the process to just do everything and be everything just to fit in you know what I mean mm. whereas yeah. with us um I don't think I don't think our generation is I, cut out for that yeah I think poverty also has a part to play in it so like mm. the thing is because we are like now the second and third some for some people like even the fourth generation in the countries that we live in we we don't really come from poverty per se and I think like that makes a difference because when I was living at my parents house there wasn't this thing where you have to bake things because there was this you were able to afford to buy things and purchase things so like yeah. when I did move to southern Africa although it's the trend here um I don't know maybe 
maybe it's also just to do with the fact that people have maybe a little more free time here. Um, I don't know, but I and do they have like um, poverty has yeah. a part to play in it. Where um, you're so used to doing these things when you were younger that it's just now um, intertwined within you. It's embedded within you. You just carry on doing that for the rest of your life. Whereas because I never really did that, it was it was just something that I was unable to get used to. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I was going to say, and they have maids as well in, you know, Southern Africa. So for them, it's like, we. for me, I have to think twice about making something that's going to use a lot of dishes and stuff because I'm going to be, have, I'm mm. going to have to watch it at the end of it. You know what I mean? Mm. But um, yeah. yeah. So like now, now you say that about dishes and stuff, but like at my mom's, um, we did get cleaning help come in and um, we have a dishwasher. So like there there were certain things where we never ever did clean them because a cleaner came to clean those things oh wow and we, so nice. like so and to be quite honest with you i think everyone in the uk who where where both couples are working or you know they they are it's not that they it's not that they're not able to afford it it's just that they choose where to put their money and i think yeah. that's the thing with me like i just choose where to put my money and my mother and father they chose where to put their money and uh, yeah. and i think like again, you know, you can live in the UK and you can get domestic help. Yeah, it's not going to be as cheap as Southern Africa, but um, you know, you can get it. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, and now, even without, let's say, for example, somebody coming in and help, helping, but there's so many, you know, tools like you said, the dishwasher. Now they have this uh, robotic vacuum where he just uh, vacuums on its own and. You know, we obviously have the washing machine and so many of these, alhamdulillah, these tools in place to just make life easier. And I'm yeah. so like grateful for that. Um, yeah, right now, currently, I don't have a uh, a dishwasher or anything, but I, I did tell my husband that, inshallah, if and when we ever move to a more, you know, permanent place, I do definitely do want to get a dishwasher or some kind of, you know, help with, with a lot of things, actually. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. You know, coming back to the cooking point, um, with me, like I said, because I didn't know how to cook at all. I remember we were for, for like the first couple of weeks. So first we were having like, you know, takeaway and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and then after that, we kind of went into this phase where I felt, obviously I felt guilty um, that, you know, oh, we can't just have takeaway for like weeks on end so <laughs> I was like okay I'll um, I'll cook up something in the in the kitchen and I brought with me like some of those packet pastas and that you know the ones that it's just like yeah. takes five seven, seven minutes five or whatever minutes, yeah, yeah yeah so I used to like try and make those and um tuna sandwiches because I used to really enjoy those so, uh, making so those did in, you ever... in the UK so did you ever used to ask your husband to help you? Like, would you be like, oh, will you give me a hand? Or be like, how did it work? No, actually, thinking about it now, I, I don't know what prevented me from doing that. Um, mm -hmm. I actually can't really remember. But as far as I, uh, as my memory goes, I, I didn't actually ask him for help uh, because also, I felt like I wasn't doing anything, you know, complicated. I was just doing like a simple thing. So mm -hmm. for me, it was just like, I'll be over and done within the next five, 10 minutes. It's not, uh, you know, by the time the help comes, I probably would have been finished. You know yeah. I mean? So, yeah. yeah, as far as I remember, I didn't. So anyways, then, so this went on for like another couple of weeks. So altogether, mm -hmm. I would say like maybe one and a half months or, or yeah, around then we, we basically had, you know, the the basics if you if you'd like and then what happened was one of my husband's friends he yes. his wife and he they invited us to you know for dinner and stuff and she had cooked you know different types of dishes and one of them was like this um rice and um rice and curry like mixed together and it was you know really nice and stuff so anyways there was a couple of other friends as well and I remember when I ate it uh, my first re response was, oh my gosh, like th I, this tastes like home food. And uh, because, you know, it's a natural thing. Like I hadn't had this in like a while, like I told you. And one of my friends, she t like she turned around and she's like, what? So what have you been eating? So I said, oh no, just like tuna sandwiches and that. Oh, she wow. looked at me like, 
I know, right? And she looked at me and she's like, oh, how come? So I said, oh, I don't really know how to cook. She goes, oh my gosh, you need to come to my house and I'll teach you, you know, the basics of how to do things and everything. And I was like, okay. And then um, one, a couple of days later. Um, okay, I have a husband, question for you. Sorry, I have a yeah. question for you. But did you, did you not think like to Google things or like, did you not have you like know what? recipe books? Or... Yeah, you know what? I was just so... Um, overwhelmed by all the you know till today actually I don't like to go on like you know google and get recipes and that because it's just so overwhelming there's so much out there I don't know which one to to you know use and how it's going to come out and all this uh I have started to use it a lot more like you know in the in the coming years but in the beginning I was like that didn't even I didn't even want to go down there you know what I mean mm-hmm. um so yeah, so then anyways, what happened was a couple of days later, my husband was uh, going to uni and he dropped me off at um, her house and she basically had like the basics there, which was like the onion, the um, breast meat and, you know, just the basics. And then she actually made me like, first she showed me how to do it and then she made me actually cut it myself while she was, you know, standing there and looking and stuff. And I remember just feeling like, you know what, I don't know what on earth is going on. Like, I don't know, how can you tell when, uh, you know, the onions are ready at, at a stage where now you can add the next ingredient? And I just didn't understand this whole concept. It was so foreign to me. And now, mm. having cooked for like a couple of years, I'm just like, wow, that was like so easy, the basics. And I, yeah. I can't believe, but that's why I'm saying for, especially even for men it's important but as a woman what can we do to prepare ourselves for marriage and one of them I definitely think is to learning to learn the basic skill of you know cooking yeah and And to to understand that this is a life skill it's a life skill everyone girl or boy should know the basics no one's saying that you need to be able to cook a fancy three-course meal but to know the basics is important for I think just both genders yeah it's quite interesting though because now my brother who also is uh, studying um at the uni and he actually knows how to you know cook up a, a basic meal um yeah and he's quite he's quite good at it like he I've tasted up, you know, his food and it's good mashallah yeah exactly so I now I think you know hopefully the generations and stuff they're changing hopefully inshallah and um yeah so but having said that, I, I will come to later on, inshallah, and now how my husband, you know, he's definitely changed. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so initially when I'm, tr- when I'm like trying out all these things here at home, um, mm. meaning, the, you know, the basics of cutting up the chicken and stuff like that, bearing in mind, you know, me and you both were in like a whole foreign country that we've never ever like lived in. So we don't know where this well, I didn't know even where the supermarkets are, what to get, like what to look for. There's all these different brands that are like, you've never heard of them. And you're just like, it's so out of your comfort zone. You know what I mean? Exactly. Mm. So that's why if I had known the basics, it would have kind of made that step easier. But honestly, I I just wish I did. You know what? That is definitely one thing that did make things harder for me. I did know the basics, but like the ingredients that I needed were different. And like, there were certain dishes that when I did cook them at my mum's, they tasted different. And when I cook them here, they taste different. And that's because the ingredients are different. So of course it's going to have a different taste or even texture. So um, yeah, 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 that's why. Yeah. And that's another reason why I didn't even go down the route of going on YouTube or like checking, um, you know, recipe books and stuff, because sometimes they call for like specific things and, um, I'm the type where if I don't have one ingredient on that list, I'm like, I can't make this. <laughs> it's just too much. Yeah, yeah. Because we don't know how to substitute things. Well, I can yeah. substitute now, but back then I now, didn't really yeah. know how to substitute things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So Alhamdulillah, you know, I must say that one thing that really helped was the fact that my husband was just not fussy at all. Like I know that there are some men who are you know um very like fussy in terms of if the salt is too much they won't eat it and stuff whereas my husband alhamdulillah i think that was one of the pros of him living away at uni for like some years is that i think he kind of just got used to eating whatever so yeah even with me he was like uh, he would just eat it even if it was a bit salty and a bit spicy one thing though he doesn't really like spicy food so 
I had to, and I like spicy once in a while, so I had to like really just take out the spice altogether. And now I feel like I've become so bland that the spice I used to enjoy, I just can't anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that was a compromise that I had to make as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Really interesting. Yeah. yeah. So at least um, I can tell my my kids, you know, about what we got up to in the first days of yeah. marriage I think and also I think like with both of us anything that we went through in the kitchen because we went through it alone there was mm. no judginess around us and it was just like like when you're around other people yeah. that in itself adds to the pressure like you say so that's why yeah. I just feel like you know having your own space is so important because even when you do mess up it doesn't matter. You don't need to. And like sometimes the people around you, they might not say anything, but body language speaks louder than words. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah um, definitely. You know, and, and I think that, you know, that that's, it really does affect you and it does end up affecting like your mental health and everything. So I think just having your own space and just making your own mistakes and learning that way um, just makes all the difference. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And um, yeah, uh, now going further into like, now we've got over this whole cooking stage. Yeah. Um, what, what do you think like in the beginning of your marriage, uh, when mm -hmm. I say beginning, I mean like let's say the first year, two years. First and foremost, I want to ask you actually, do you think that the beginning years are like the easiest of meeting in terms of because it's a honeymoon phase and, you know, you're still like all, you know, with the love love sunglasses on or whatever you could say call it the romantic mm -hmm. uh, you know rose tinted glasses mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or um would you say that that's uh, that that's the hardest part what would you say in your opinion um oh this is a tough one you see i can't say that it's the easiest but then at the same time i wouldn't say it's the hardest I, like I'm, I'm very mixed about this because you are going through such a tough time, but then at the same time, there's so much ease as well. It's like this whole inna ma'al usra thing. Mm. So like, I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't say. I know with a lot of couples, it's really, really hard because of the adjusting and the fights and the arguments and all of that. But you know what? I feel like when I got married, I learned a new, new side to myself, a side that I had never seen before, and that was, I'm gonna let things go just for the sake of peace and that mm. is that's actually not me like if I have something to say I will say it like I don't care yeah. who you are how old you are whether it's my grandma whether it's my uncle whether it's my father if I have something to say and if I disagree with something I'm just very opinionated so I will say it but like I think Allah changes you or like you just see a different side to yourself I don't know like it's whether it's mercy or I don't know what it is but I saw that I was changing or like it was just a different side to myself where I wouldn't make a song and dance over small things anymore. Yeah. And even though it would annoy me or, it, you know, there were quirks that I felt like, oh gosh, I'm going to have to deal with this for the rest of my life. Yeah. You know, I just, yeah, I don't know. And like until today, I'm the same. There are certain things that like, you know, will annoy me. But I won't say anything because it's like, you know what, I can live with it. It's it's so what, you know what, he has to live with so many of my quirks as well. Yeah, so I'll, yeah. I'll do it for the peace, basically. Yeah, well, I, I do feel like there is, um, there is going to come a point where you are going to have to let things go under the rug. You know, as they say, pick your battles. So yeah. you kind of have to like decide, okay, you know, should, is this even worth fighting over? Yeah. Um, but having said that, I do feel like there's a fine line between, you know, somebody actually like doing something that is harmful and you're just letting that go under the rug just for the sake of peace versus, oh, it's just, you know, an annoying habit that I'm sure if I ignore, then mm, it won't, mm. it won't make anything, you know, it, it won't be harmful at all. So, mm. um, yeah, having said that, but for me personally, I feel like the first two two years to two and a half years, um, I would say, were the hardest. Like, honestly, I I wouldn't even go back and relive that. That's how that's yeah. how it was. Like, because wow. 
the thing is that you know i i thought that oh he's my cousin you know we're from the same family we probably have you know similar values and stuff which we do but what i didn't realize and what i had overlooked was the fact that i was brought up in a western environment and my parents the way that they interacted and you know helped in the household and it was just everything was just so different to how he was raised and mm-hmm. what i find you know amazing is that subhanallah like for example my sister she even though she got married in a totally different culture um her husband was also brought up in a western environment so for him he had seen like oh both his parents you know working and uh, you know contributing and um you know it was they we were brought up similar so i feel like for them maybe they have like you know diff- like an easier time adjusting to in that respect obviously you know it's certain mm. cultural you know nuances that play that's different of but, course mm. and then the thing is that that's what i had ignored and overlooked and i just didn't even consider actually not in fact not even over ignored and overlooked i just didn't even consider it i just assumed yeah. that oh yeah you know mm. same family whatever same values but then subhanallah as we like you know we live together and you know things come about where responsibilities and all this and i just felt like we were just so different like there was just our whole views on life were like although outwardly it seemed like okay we're both practicing we're both like you know aiming for the same thing but inside it was completely different mm-hmm. you know the way the way we dealt with like conflicts for example or the way like we had expectations of one another and you know uh, that's when he opened my eyes to the fact that it's also a lot about how your parents um, you know interacted that has such a big uh, you know subconscious effect on you and then you oh, just expect those things from your spouse mm. so yeah um but i guess it was just um subhanallah it's like every time oh my father he would actually tell us like whenever we'd have like differences and stuff and i would tell him oh you know um like this is what's happening and whatever and he'd always tell us that oh these are just like minor teething problems you know in the beginning of marriage and i would never believe him because i'd be like no it's not because for me at the time it was like a huge thing you know what i yeah. mean I'd be like, yeah yeah and i'd be like no it's not and everything is like oh trust me you know um you'll get over it and you'll come to an understanding and he he would advise both of us you know like oh you know he would tell my husband to you know take um take into consideration this this and this about my background and you know all that stuff and my husband was actually remember my husband was a student living away from from home he was on his own for most of the year right so he could mm-hmm. do things how he wanted when he wanted at what time he wanted he didn't have any responsibility of another person now i think for men they have this responsibility of the over like of their wife so uh, my husband had this so called worry even though i told him you know like i used to tell him that i'm not a kid you know what i mean i can't take care of myself but i don't know what it is do you, is your husband like that way it's like the man thinks that you know he has this responsibility and his duty and like if anything goes wrong with me is he's like it's on his shoulder like in regards to what like I, i'm trying to think back to when i got married okay yeah actually no no So we were on holiday in Cape Town and uh we were on Table Mountain and I just love 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 like heights and views and it's just my thing like until today I just love it. So I do remember I think I went over the banister like you know you're not supposed mm-hmm. to go like they've got that and I went over and he was like if you fall and die I'm just going to you know what I am not taking responsibility for that and stuff. I was just like no I'll be fine you will not believe my shoe fell off. my shoe fell off and went all the way down i was like oh my god my shoe and then the guard came and the yeah. guard was like you need to tell her you know but yeah i think i'm just like again like i was just adventurous i think i'm not as adventurous anymore and i think like i've matured since then but i think at, even though at the time i mean i was like nearly 25 um yeah. but still like i was yeah i like to be like a child at heart so <laughs> I think definitely there he was like quite overprotective and he was like oh my god yeah, like, well, if something happens to you but then in other yeah. ways I, I I don't think so like I'm trying to think of an example otherwise and I can't think of one mm, 
See, the thing is, that is example that you gave, I mean, that's, that is a, a situation of concern anyways. Like, if I, as a friend, saw you in that situation, even I would tell you, like, oh, my gosh, I'm not going to be taking responsibility for that. Oh, okay. Um, what mine stemmed from, like, the fact that my husband was also, like, you know, very overprotective and thing. He had, uh, in the beginning, he had a lot of, you know, the male jealousy, what they call the ghayra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, now there's a, there is a fine line of oh, having yes. that and having too much of that. <laughs> okay, okay. Like, so, yes, yes. Okay, now I understand what you mean. Okay. So, yeah, uh, that's just something to, you know, bear in mind for people who, let's say, are going to get married and just to, you know, bear in mind that the whole you know, where the person's brought up, where they lived, what they've seen, what everything, it, it will play a part in what they view as like, you know, significant and big in their in their eyes. Yeah. So, yeah. So, would you say like initially you guys were not that good at dealing with your conflicts and adjusting? Would you say like, yes. what, what, what made you want to carry on? What, cause you know what? I hear this a lot from a lot of couples. Sometimes couples have been dating for 10 years and then they get married and they move in together and they're like, oh my God, the first year, the first two years are the hardest. Yeah. And, um, look, to be quite frank with you, um, I actually didn't really go through that much when I first got married. Like, yeah, we had our issues, but most of it was Alhamdulillah quite peaceful. So I'm I I'm not able to relate in that regards, but because I hear so many cases where, like the first two years, or they say the first year, it's just so so hard. Yeah, a lot of couples they give up, especially today they give up. What made yeah. you stay? What made you like just you know like no, I'm gonna try and I'm gonna give it my all. Yeah, well. See, the thing is that, like I said, because uh, we, we never, like, we, yeah, we dealt, we tried to deal with our problems on our own. But uh, when, you know, when I felt like, oh, I just can't seem to be getting through, mm -hmm. um, we used to bring in, like, a third person. So my, it was mostly my dad. And he's, like, quite understanding, you know, in a sense. And um, he used to advise, you know, both of us. And... Um, yeah, I feel like that, definitely, I would, you know, of course, after Allah's help, that definitely helped us mm. to stick together. Um, I love what your dad said about, oh, this is just teething problems. Like, that's yeah. such a profound way of describing it. He would also say, he would say, you know, it's teething problems. And he would say, like, you know how the radio, when you want to get to, like, the the channel or whatever that you want to get to you, you have to go through all these different like channels and then some like you have to tweak it and you have to carry on tweaking it until you get to where you want it to mm. be yes 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 and that and so he said obviously all these differences and all that you know it's bound to happen and you're eventually going to get to a place where you feel and i'm telling you at that time i did not believe him at all i thought you know what it's just going to stay like this but I used to make a lot of dua, like, because there was times when I was here in Saudi on my own and I didn't have anyone to, like, you know, um, speak to or confide in, in a way, like, you know, mm. I, and you know how they say that you shouldn't really tell even yeah. family your problems because mm. then, you know, yeah. after you and your husband have, you know, got yeah. over it, the, mm. they won't have got over it. And so yeah. I was very yeah. wary of that. And I didn't mm. want, uh, you know, anyone to hold on to, you know, memories of us. Uh, you yeah. Know, so yeah. I would just literally cry out in dua, and I would literally like ask Allah, you know, that open away, you know, and um, yeah, just make just make things work if this is you know best for us. And um, mm. yeah, I feel like Allah brought about so much change. I'm telling you, like Salih, if if you knew like how where we started and where wow. we are now, it's like it's literally like 180. Wow. Um, yeah, so definitely, like, Allah is your strongest helper, obviously. And, you know, you have to rely heavily on that and mm -hmm. believe in it. Like, even though at the time it didn't seem like anything's going to change, but trust me, with persistence in dua, like, it's, it's, it is going to change. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and it's worth it, right? It's always worth yeah, it. Subhanallah. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but, you know, alhamdulillah, like, 
what uh, I realized is that because I wasn't going through any type of you know abuse in a way like not yeah, physically yeah. emotionally or anything so for me it was just a matter of um oh my feelings are hurt and his feelings are hurt yeah. and you yes. know we're not we're not communicating that in an effective way to actually you know reach each other's minds yes. uh, so that's what it was um and yeah basically although I have to admit that for anyone who's like newly married or going to get married when you have your first argument or like your altercations and everything honestly it feels like a stab in the heart because you've built up this whole expectation of oh you know like he's going to be so nice and you know it's just going to be so romantic and it's going to be everything just falls into place and everything when in reality it just it just doesn't yeah yeah I think like I think you experience a different kind of pain that you've never experienced before. And that's why, yes. like, when I know that, like, girls have dated and been in relationships before, in my mind, I'm just like, why would you do that to yourself? Like, why would you do that to your heart? At least, at least in the marriage, like, it's, it's painful, but you know you're being rewarded for the pain. Yeah. But, like, but, like, when it's haram, you're just like, why 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 am I putting myself through this you know so I think definitely like learning that like you are going to feel a different kind of pain in your heart when you do have these conflicts yeah 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 and now when I look at obviously you know couples like you said dating or even like you know they're in the process of getting married and how you know everyone's so nice and it's just so like smiley and bubbly and everything and in my mind I'm like are they gonna be in for something after this after the actual marriage because what what happens I don't I think it's the fact that obviously moving in together and being in each other's faces 24 7 kind of a thing that mm-hmm. obviously you know impacts because now you can no longer I mean maybe you can put up some kind of mask but it, trust me it's gonna fall off very soon and then you'll just see yeah. the reality for what it is mm-hmm. Definitely. and um yeah, and also the fact that now, in my personal opinion anyways, I feel like the man kind of feels like, oh yeah, she's my wife now. Like, you know, I kind of uh, not own her in a way, but she's mine type of a thing. So, mm. you know, that whole thing of, I don't know, I feel like men have this way of trying to win them over before the marriage. I feel like that yeah, all yeah, just yeah. kind of goes away after the marriage because then they're just like, oh yeah, she's mine now. And it's like, oh, okay. they don't realize that yeah, actually yeah, I'm yeah. not yours. And meaning at any point I can decide that I don't want to be here any longer. Yeah. You see, like, I, I hear this a lot, but that's not really something I experienced. So, because like yeah. with with my husband, um, like we, we did have a few online interactions, but I could see like, in fact, one of the reasons why I chose to marry him is because I loved how he wasn't so great at like, maybe like trying to win like I could see that he was trying but he wasn't so good at it and that's actually what like was like oh my god I'm definitely interested in this guy because I know that he's like a good boy he didn't like do these things before or anything like I don't know he just was like I just found him to be just not innocent but like I just really just admired the way that he was in that way so like I didn't experience this kind of stuff when we when we yeah. got married or anything like that. But yeah, like we had other struggles and I think our struggles came like way into the marriage, not like the first two years. Mm, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, to be honest, that obviously differs from couple to couple, but uh, yeah. you have so you have the two camps where for, for example, majority and all the problems are concentrated in the first two years. But yes. then once you get over that, I feel like, you know, mm. the, it's much more smooth sailing. But then yeah. there's people who it's a, a lot more smooth sailing in the beginning. But then yeah. after like a couple of years, then things start to kick yeah. in. So I think yeah. it's, it's yeah. nice. Yeah. That, well, it's good that we have both perspectives in this. Yes, um, yes, yes. Mm. Uh, yeah. and, uh, I like I like that we've both had some similar experiences and some different experiences because then at least the, the viewers know that no marriage is ever going to be the same as the same. another marriage yeah. the dynamics of every marriage are so so different and like we'll get to the comparing thing later inshallah like as we progress into this episode but I do think it's so important for you to understand that you cannot have this you will imagine your marriage to be a certain way but it will almost never ever be exactly the way that you wanted it to be or the way that it was in your head 
Yeah, exactly. Definitely. And you know, um, just uh, things come to mind right now about you were saying that um, you didn't like, I, I think, you know, that also the, the greater the, the expectation, the greater the disappointment. So I'm not too sure how were your expectations? Because for me, I, I kind of admit and put my hands up and, you know, yes, I did admit from the vibes that I was getting that, you know, our marriage would be like perfect and it would be like so, um, you know, rosy and smiley and all that stuff. So, yeah, that's why so I was the, severely disappointed. Yeah, I think the thing with me is that um, I actually don't have many friends my age. Um, most of my friends, my close friends, my really good friends are all much, much older than me, married with mm. children. Um, I mean, today, these girls, their children are like, what, 15, uh, 14. Um, so, like, I think advice from these married people, different, different married people. I'm not talking about just from like one community, different communities. So like I had advice from like, for example, the Caucasian community. Then I had advice from like African people. Then I had advice from Arabs. Then I had advice from Indopaks. And I feel like hearing all these marriage stories, though maybe traumatic at the time, because I was so young, in my marriage, it really, really did wonders because I had been so overexposed and I knew so, so much that when I did have to encounter, and remember when you're encountering something, it's completely different. And the theory is yeah. never the same um, as the practical, never. But you've got that knowledge at the back of your head and you want to use it. And I think that really definitely helped me. And one of the advices that I was given that I actually give other people which actually I gave my sister-in-law the one day and my husband heard and he was like slightly offended until I explained to him was that hopes high, expectations low, 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 six foot under. And you know what? I think that there's, there's magic in that because now, like meaning when I was married, when something was done for me or when I did see something, I was so appreciative of it because I wasn't expecting it. But then at the same time, I'd had certain expectations where like, for example, I was expecting help in the house, which I didn't get. You end up, you end up hurting yourself. So I think it's really good advice mm. to give because then you end up hurting yourself less because you didn't have those expectations in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? I have to say that that is definitely something that I used to say a lot as well, that, you know, expectations are the root of all disappointments because they, they are. But mm. I'm wondering, you know, is it really possible to have like low expectations? Because what happens is that, especially now, like, you know, we, we're being taught and we are trying to, you know, have our self, um, self-worth, self-esteem, self-whatever value and all that. So, mm. I mean, if we have low expectations, then it kind of uh, we're kind of basically saying that yeah this is technically it's contradictory what, yeah yeah exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. and no I, I do see where you're coming from and in that regards look I think deep down when you meet this guy and you you've had your interactions and stuff you kind of know that it's a decent person well you hope and pray that they come across like a decent person but in terms of low expectations I mean things like the small things which do matter but so like things like helping the home things like that oh you know what all i have to say is that each individual they have of course their own expectations and everything but just mm -hmm. know that you know if at any point in your marriage you are really disappointed you know um with something then mm -hmm go back and look at your own expectation because, you know, it's probably that that is triggering the disappointment and the hurt and everything. That's all I would yeah. say. Like, that's the advice, yeah. Because at the end of the day, a person, you know, can't help it sometimes but to have certain expectations, you know, because of yeah, yeah, yeah. the society that they grew up in and this and that. But just know that when you do, when difficulty arises and you feel like, oh, you've been hurt or you've been, you know, um, not understood, etc go back to you know what it is that you were expecting in the first place so yeah also another thing i would say really plays a role is that um my husband didn't have any sisters and yours yeah. did yeah so mm -hmm. that really really you know played such a big role because 
of course, you know, when you have a sister and you see them like, you know, with all like women, even though we're different from one another, we have some traits that are just common in 99% of women. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, no. Okay, look, you say that. And in terms of his, his, in terms of his emotions and in terms of him being sensitive and stuff, I'm definitely, I definitely know that it had to play a part with him having sisters. But at the same time, because he was the only son and I'm the only daughter, we were, I wouldn't say we're spoiled, but we were treated, we were treated like we're the prince and princess of our homes. And, okay. and, that, and that did, and, and, and that did, that, that did make things difficult because I'm so used to things being done for me, but now mm. he's so used to things being done for him. So now both of us, are used to things being done for each other. Like, yeah. meaning both of us just expect things to be done for us when that's not how a marriage works. Like, you've got to give and take and you've got to do things for each other. So, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely, like, in terms of him being sensitive and his emotions and everything, I'm definitely glad that he has sisters. But um, in that, it, it, like, yeah, I feel like in terms of things being done for us, like, until today, when I go to my mom's, like, my brothers do everything more or less are you like, are really, you the oldest though isn't it even though even though like like uh, you know we laugh about this now but i used to pay my brother to do my chores for me like so our chores were split up so like if the hoovering needed to be done and it was my turn to do the hoovering i'd just be like yeah i'll give you like two three pounds five pounds whatever like and because i started working from such a young age as well and my youngest brother mm -hmm. is much younger than me so i think yeah i think I think it just yeah, depends. Yeah. Again, it just depends, really. Yeah. But you're yeah, definitely that's... right. Like, when a boy doesn't have his own sisters or when a girl doesn't have, like, more brothers, for example, then you kind of don't know how the sexes work 100%, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I feel like with yeah, me yeah. as well, like, um, I did have, you know, different male figures in my life, like, meaning um, that I was exposed to and they had different... Um, you know, ways of dealing with things and their traits and stuff. But um, I don't know. I still didn't understand fully, like, I, the extent of, you know, how different a man and a woman actually are. You know what I mean? And 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 did you read? Uh, did you read? Did you listen to um, no. podcasts or lectures, seminars? Did you do any of that before you got married? No, you see, like, and that's why yeah. that's why I'm saying that was one of my uh, downfalls. That I really want to, you know, put it out there and advise the sisters that please just re read. Not like you, you see, what I was exposed to were things like, um, what was that? How to be a good bride and things like that. You know what I mean? Like advice that you know it's really for the other generation, the previous generation, where, they, like I said, they were more sacrificing and they were more like, you know, willing to mm. put up with things that, you know, mm. our generation really aren't. So mm. as for like now, there's a lot more, like, especially, you know, from the non-Muslims and that is so much out there on relationships and, you know, advice and all that. And honestly, like just, just take in as much as you can from that, because that will really, really help. Um, mm. Another thing I feel like, for me personally, also, um, you know, impacts the way that you deal with, let's say, conflicts and stuff, or even generally the interactions in a marriage is because, you see, I'm the second eldest, so I'm the second mm -hmm. born, and my husband is the firstborn. And I don't know, like, you might disagree with me, but I personally feel like firstborns have this, they have this, like, this side of them that's very, like, parental type. You know what I mean? Like maybe it's no, because you're right. they I have, have to agree with you. Maybe it's cause, yeah, because they have like, for example, um, you know, other siblings that they feel maybe are respond they're responsible for and whatever. So they're kind of like you know, always giving them the two pence advice that really the the other children don't really want. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I am a little bit like that. Um, but I always say, like, my bossiness is leadership skills. So, um, <laughs> yeah, well, that's yeah. okay to put it to put it in a more like, yeah, in a better way. And um, they they do have this kind of leadership skills that are sometimes a bit overbearing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, so yeah, yeah. I, I think you learn that in a marriage, though. 
you learn. And also, I, I do know that the eldest usually is used to getting their own way. Do you think? I think that uh, well, uh, with me, me as... I was very used to getting my way. Maybe also because I was the only daughter. But like, yeah, I think... So, so then that definitely, you, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You learn though. These are just stepping stones and you just learn that... Yeah, like, but this is what I'm... I, I just want the sisters to be aware that these things, they also play a small role in you know, the interactions and that. So yeah. like, for example, with me being a second born, um, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, I feel like I was more used to sort of getting my way. And mm. um, yeah, and, and also I, I had that kind of rebellion side to me as well, where I didn't like to be, you know, told exactly at every point you know or advised all the time you know what I mean like where I, I would I think ask we're all for it like that to a certain extent yeah but I do feel like it the the order of which you know you yeah, you're, yeah. you're a sibling in the family also yes, impacts yes. that yes 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 a lot. yes 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 definitely yeah yeah I agree um, I agree yeah 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 so uh that that's an interesting thing but you know, overall, I have found that, and I, I used to say this a lot in the beginning as well, is that marriage is literally, it's like a training camp for character refinement and development. hundred percent. Because, yeah. Because mm -hmm. like, and, and really, you know, subhanAllah, like qualities that you, let's say, didn't have, you have to develop and there is no chance. If you want this to survive, if you want this to thrive, sorry, you have to actually like, develop this and work on yourself and mm. likewise you know if you have certain qualities and you know they don't have that quality then they have to learn you know what I mean so it's like yeah and the thing yeah. is if you're not if you're not willing to make all these compromises and sacrifices you know what that's you know a lot of the reasons why today so many marriages don't work out and so many relationships don't work out is because people are just so quick to give up and they're not willing to work on themselves. And like you said, working on their character refinement process. But if you are, then you can live a, a really peaceful life. And you know what? I think this is how we were made as human, like you to want a companionship. So like if you want to be able to have this companionship and to be able to live, uh, live um, a life of, of, you know, with a marriage and stuff, you are going to have to, um, work on it and you are going to have to give up certain traits that you have or they're going to have to and you're just going to have to try and self-improve as much as you can etc etc yeah and um, you know subhanAllah the ayah comes to mind where Allah says that uh, from his signs he created spouses لِتَسْكُنُوا إِلَيْهَا so to have that second and second is like a, a place of where you settle and you like stay yeah. you know what I mean so mm -hmm. you kind of uh, and this doesn't come like right at the beginning. And to be honest, in the beginning, I was like, oh, but you know, Allah says this and definitely his words are true. But how come it is that I'm not seeing it in my marriage? But then I realized mm. that sometimes it doesn't come straight away. You have to really work on it. Then mm. it comes a stage, you know, that's the next stage later. Then you feel like, okay, now this person, you know, I feel like I can't live without, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. But definitely, it didn't. It doesn't come well for for some people. It doesn't come straight away. Anyways, yeah, it doesn't come straight away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. So I you, agree with you. Yeah. So, what would you say um, are like the the top qualities that, for example, a person should have or should strive to have within a marriage in order to you know allow it to thrive? To be continued on the next episode, inshallah. If you enjoyed the podcast, don't forget to head over to our Instagram page at Real Muslima Talk and join the conversation.